swords with handle art to spark souls and charge souls to parts roads abandoned are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's ores. a grand theft of blood scrolls savage quest of joe and earl lock shoes to every clue easter egg to gaming news the police need some bad dudes to crash through like bandicoot all shit a game in english the drone is a shit Control Issues! Well, yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, yes y'all. y'all. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Never forget. You can also go to your podcast provider. Look for Control Issues. Download it. Subscribe to it. Rate it. Review it. Let us know. You can go to Twitter. My Control Issues is the handle. So, holler at us. And then you can also go to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos every so often for your viewing pleasure. Yes, yes, a dub. We are now in March officially pl- past that Black History Month. Yes. How, how was your Black History Month? Longest Black History Month in a few years. Yes. That leap year. That bonus day. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's get right into it. So, a dub, what you been playing? Well this morning before i headed over i decided to give me a little session of the division two in anticipation of the upcoming patch later this evening as well as the upcoming expansion the gang gang wars in new york or what is it now warlords in new york warlords in new york gangsters in new york gangsters and carson (laughs) that's the the expansion i'm waiting for (laughs) that la dlc (laughs) yes oh that would be oh could you with the staples center Mm -hmm. the the kobe center Yes. Are they going to rename it? They should. Sell it to Vanessa. Yeah. For a dollar. (laughs) Anyway. But yeah, playing the Division 2, just, you know, dicking around, trying to raise up my gear score, get ready to push Black Tusk out of the invaded areas. I think I secured the region around uh, the White House. So that's good, even though they're still sending teams to attack the control points that I recently liberated, uh, working on these new projects, trying to get my accommodations, get my patches, get my patch ranks. Yeah, just excited for the Warlords in New York content, excited for the title update. It's going to bring in Loot 2.0, as well as the Paragon levels. So, I mean, that's all I can really say about that. I didn't do much gaming this week, working really hard. We got taxes at work. <laughs> I got tax returns. Got, got to do disposals. <laughs> <laughs> got to do business property tax. <laughs> it's fun stuff all day long. But AMC, what have you been playing? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I put in some work with Octopath Traveler. I pushed past the Thieves Chapter 2 storyline, so now I'm moving on to yes. the next person's storyline. Yes. Uh, made my way across the world, did some side missions, then pushed into the main missions. Um, met up with uh, a merchant who is teaching me the ways of merchant life, teaching me about that craft, teaching me that my word is as strong as my sword when it comes to being a merchant, and that makes me a better character, apparently. Uh, or at least this one of eight characters becomes a better character. So playing through that storyline, her chapter two right now, it's all interesting, all a great story. Um, did some battling. One of the characters who's 
has pretty cool ability they they can they're a beast master and they can capture beasts within the world everything but humans and then employ their attacks uh or at least uh summon them to come fight alongside them on the battlefield so uh with that um found some pretty cool enemies now that i'm pushing in the higher levels and really utilizing some of those beasts out in the in combat and it's really turning the tide of some of these fights so yeah just having more fun with um seeing these characters evolve and expand beyond um how i first got them getting the uh getting the jobs uh one of the jobs i have um teaches me uh it's basically the scholar ability and with that you learn uh, a lot of the, the the dark magic on top of that you get the analyze skills so now i've been teaching other characters analyze skills which allows me to reveal weaknesses so it's just opening up um it's allowing me to make decisions a lot faster a lot of uh instead of a lot of guessing at what weaknesses they have and then once i'm able to pinpoint that focus on that i can get right to right there and then go right to the heart of the the matter mm -hmm. so with that let's get into the topic of the week Top topic of, of the, the week. week yes Oh, it feels good. We got we got some meaty news finally. Some next gen news. Unfortunately, not from PlayStation, but we do have some next gen news coming from that Microsoft. Yeah, Sony's playing it real tight to the chest, but that means they're gonna open up, show you their real heart. They're gonna Giver that shit. What you know about the Giver? <laughs> I was gonna make a Giver reference about the Mega Smasher, <laughs> but I didn't want to be too weird. <laughs> All right, yeah, Giver. Oh God, I gotta, I gotta track down all the anime on that. Yeah, and <laughs> or then, all the manga, I should say. And then that uh, was the movie starring Mark Hamill. Yes, starring Luke Skywalker. Uh, outstanding visual effects. That was the OG Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Um. Yes. Giver Walker. <laughs> the Giver Walker. Um. So yeah, this coming from a post from your boy Phil Spencer on the next gen details. So let's get right into it with the Xbox Series X. So I'll read off some stuff. There's gonna be some stuff that like I completely goes over my head or at least i don't quick easily understand until i see it in action and if you see anything that you want to comment on a dub hop in so uh first let's get right into the uh the flops of the matter so <laughs> <laughs> xbox series x is the most powerful console ever powered by our custom design processor leveraging amd's latest zen 2 and rdna 2 architectures delivering four times the processing power of xbox one and enabling developers to leverage 12 flops ding 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 12 flops of mm. gpu oh you mean teraflops teraflops yeah sorry 12 teraflops of gpu performance twice that of the xbox one x and more than eight times of the original original xbox one god damn it means this guy his legs are strong yeah it's legs <laughs> that's strong. what it means yes yeah, it's gonna be processing a whole lot of data very fast means it can handle more complicated complex things greater visual effects more stable performance this this is a good thing but it's also going to count in the other areas of the xbox you know that i know nothing about <laughs> uh, as far as it's not like the the 12 teraflops is a fantastic number, but at the same token, it's just one number. It's just one aspect of the system. It's really going to come down to how all the pieces are working together and what everything else is capable of as well. Yeah, exactly. Because as of right now, just hearing 12 teraflops, um, it, it seems like a huge jump when you compare it to, say, the the original xbox one um and then once you get from that 
that leap i guess two times that of xbox one x it seems like a big jump but until we see all of that in action we won't really know how that really plays out so this uh this coming in the variable rate shading adub rather than spinning gpu cycles uniformly uh, uh, uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters to, uh, or important environment objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution oh. with, with no impact on the final image quality. Oh. So I guess it's just getting a little smarter there, Adam. A little more efficiency using that power where it's needed rather than everywhere all at once, even where it's not. Yes, a smarter console. Um, this is one of those buzzwords. Um, so DirectX ray tracing, you can expect more dynamic and realistic environments powered by hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, a first for console gaming. So ray tracing, one of those things that I feel like became a really prominent once when around the time control came out Mm -hmm. and like just all those pixels on the screen and moving all all those particles, I should say on the screen, moving them around, seeing them all move dynamically. And so that's where like a lot of ray tracing, at least that terminology started getting tossed about when it came to console gaming. And now we're going to see more of it apparently coming with the Xbox one series X, better reflections, better lighting. Mm -hmm. Don't be good. Um, This one, seems pretty standard but they had to throw it out there because you needed to know if it was going to be there that solid state drive yes i uh, didn't mention at least in the, in the post uh, how big that state the the storage is going to be on there but seems like something that was necessary for the next gen my money's on not big enough <clears throat> yeah it seems that's usually how it goes with <laughs> off the shelf console so here's a big one quick resume the new quick resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly. Damn. Returning you to where you were and what you were doing without waiting through loading long loading screens. That's a big deal, man. This is the kind of quality of life improvement that I've been hoping that the next gen would bring out of the box off the shelf. We already have suspend mode on both of the current consoles, the Xbox One and PS4, where you can tell the console to just go to sleep. And it'll save, it'll, it won't necessarily save, but it'll hold your state in the current game you're playing so that when you cut the system back on, it drops right back in. What Microsoft has seemed to achieve here is not only can you suspend, not only does suspend work much faster, but you can do it with multiple games. You could switch between those games. So at any point, you could have a game suspended. You know, they said multiple. I'm just going to go with, the concept of two, I'm not going to be like, oh, I got got all my games suspended. <laughs> I bought 10 games. And I'm about to start them all right now. <laughs> all of them. I play 10 minutes per game at a time. <laughs> Can you imagine every 10 minutes shuffling to a new game? That would give speed runs and like no hit runs a whole new context. Imagine doing like a no hit run of an entire franchise simultaneously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the big one with this, uh, it's one of those things as if it, if you have a family, multiple people on one console, and you're playing two different games, you don't have to worry about like, oh, let me get to the save point before you can hop on this. You can quickly just put your game in a suspended state, let, let your homie, your brother, hop on, jump into a different game, hop into that fighter. Uh, if you're playing, say, a single-player game and, and somebody hits you up multiplayer-wise, A-Dub hits me up is like, hey, MC, I need a homie on my on my on my team and we can hop into the division (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can i can take persona put it in a suspended state hop on the division hop in there 
and kick some ass. Yes. Yeah, it's outstanding. I mean, it's quality of life, man. It's just improving. Number one, your ability to be able to share your console with multiple people as you described. I imagine a lot of people have gone through the sheer terror of opening the door thinking you're about to cut on your suspended console and like you see your kids on the couch playing something else (laughs) (laughs) like whoa what did you do now those kids can go they could suspend whatever game you had suspended go over to their thing play safely you come back get your groove on and you had uh you said you had heard that if you turn off the console, it'll still boot back up with that suspended state. So the report is that they were switching between games. They're saying it's almost immediate, really fast. And during the course of playing, the console also updated, rebooted, and still held the games in suspension. So that's like the interesting part too, because like as you've mentioned to me before, like you get hit, you get hit with like say a power outage. Your console shuts off, but you had already put it like put a game in a suspended state. Mm-hmm. You might be able to save exactly where you were at at that point. Who knows? We'll, we'll see what kind of. It'll definitely be under a stress test <laughs> yeah, <'cause you> know <laughs> when this comes are, out because you know there will be blackouts. <laughs> and people will definitely be like doing everything. Like those people who hold their iPhone and drop it to see how strong the screen is. Yeah. <laughs> and then find out how strong it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> they lied to me. Um, oh mercy yeah so yeah but that's just that's one of the cool features that's coming down the line everything we've seen up till now has been like hardware power and numbers and flopping and all this and that it's nice to hear about a feature something that goes above and beyond what we've been enjoying this past generation so if they can bring more information like that and hopefully if sony can match or exceed I don't know. So here's one of those ones that seeing is believing. Um, 120 frame support uh, with with support for up to 120 frames per second. Xbox Series X allows developers to exceed standard 60 frames per second output in favor of heightened realism or fast-paced action. I've never seen 120 frames per second in person. I wouldn't even know what that looks like or what kind of benefit I could possibly derive from it. I imagine in shooters and things like that, it's just going to notch up the experience, allow you to not miss those headshots, miss that one frame where they moved, <laughs> lag switching. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, I, it's, it's, it's ambitious. It's definitely going to look good on paper. Yeah, it's one of those things that people kind of demand there was like what was it like the ps3 generation was like i need 1080p or or the game's gonna suck every game should be 60 frames (laughs) (laughs) and so now um with them saying 120 frames um that's why i say seeing is believing because i want to see actually how many games get that because it seems to be with like a lot of games uh they try to hit say 60 and then like you hit certain points and then digital foundry ends up like printing out their actual results of well actually is average 47 (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then people swear that they can see that with their eye if they put it to the eye test and they can Uh, i can't play like this i'm counting all the frames can't play this way it's just so it's just so muddy yeah but this is so yeah at this point now with the uh quick resume we're now hitting all the real next gen shit so here's another one of those smart delivery Mm, what is that this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you are playing it on xbox one 
or Xbox Series X, you're getting the right version of that game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. You're making the the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive. We're oh, sorry, we're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite. Ding ding ding. <laughs> Ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to Xbox Series X latest. Yeah, that's a big deal, and that news came about when CD Projekt Red announced that if you buy the, what is it, Cyberpunk 2077, you only got to buy it once on Xbox. They use the smart delivery. If you get it on your one, you'll all automatically have it on your Series X. Yeah. So, you know, people immediately running to the mountaintop screaming pro-consumer Microsoft from the from the heavens. It's like, uh, let's slow our roll a little bit. I mean, they did come from a very severe beating this past generation after Sony was out selling them two to one. So they're going to do everything they can to get your business. Now, once they get on top, let's see where the pro consumer stuff goes. However, at present and taking it for its true value, this is awesome. Hopefully Sony can match it. It would be nice that if we could get to a point in console gaming history where you only have to buy a game once, like it's, I understand the utility of the remaster and things like that, or, you know, just generational ports, cross-gen games, things like that. And it's definitely going to cost these companies money if they can't capitalize on multiple versions anymore. However, maybe that loss isn't that bad if you can get people committed to your ecosystem and it's like yeah you only bought this game once but you're gonna have to buy that next console though yeah i mean uh so we're seeing a little bit of uh how xbox had set up the foundation there with their backwards compatibility program where they were releasing games that were from previous generations and then uprising some of them as they worked on them and uh now we're seeing it carry on with this uh with a smart delivery system that's right and so yeah it's once again they're setting it they're basically putting the onus on the publisher themselves uh, whether they choose to or choose to not and with cd project red jumping in and basically throwing down the gauntlet and saying we're the best company ever and that's why you <laughs> should love us never forget the baron um yeah with that with them stepping in with their tweet and basically letting people know that they should only have to buy one one copy of a game uh but it, keep in mind it also says when available so it's one of those things that when xbox one x comes out in fall we will see if they'll already have that version that up version for the xbox series x available is uh interesting because i'm pretty sure we had discussed um and i'd have to look up the article but cd project red had basically said that they had no plans for next gen when asked um when discussing a uh, cyberpunk 2077 because i think there was a lot of speculation with people like oh is there going to be a next gen copy well, why don't i just wait then and so now with this smart delivery that's kind of their response to not having a response about next gen because now they can just release this game and it will have that next gen feel i mean very similar to breath of the wild where it released on wii u and um on the switch pretty much at the same time and most people just ended up getting the switch version which ended up running a little bit better so with that um it seems like 
how these how these console generations are getting just a little more fluid and they're starting to blend more as opposed to your console gets old obsolete all your games get stuck on it and then you start from scratch all over again it's um it's nice to see that maybe some of that will carry over and we've seen like with how blizzard how they um how they're handling overwatch with if you own overwatch one you'll still be able to play pretty much overwatch the game you just won't have access to the campaigns and all this of overwatch 2 and so that's where one of those things where maybe releasing a sequel will then have some extra content kind of more like an expansion as opposed to and then if you have the original of say some of these live games you can just keep it going which is nice too because now when you with you when you see, look at something like the division two destiny two or was it now destiny light forest team action protocol um <laughs> world of light <laughs> yeah, well, yeah and then uh, just integrated into smash brothers yeah so any of these live games now have a better chance of just carrying over into the next gen with uh with just expansions added on top of it instead of having to release i guess uh sequels of every game so it's it's as i said it's getting a little more fluid um between the generations and between sequels of games so i kind of like the route that this is going and we'll see how the publishers uh adopt this and how they'll adapt to this uh so that's pretty much all the uh xbox series x news as a dub mentioned um so as far as playstation goes uh you're expecting a lot of these features on there uh, do you think i'm not expecting necessary? anything because i've learned the very strong habit of not setting oneself up for disappointment so do you right. feel that these features would be something that would be a deal breaker for you at all they wouldn't be a deal breaker for me in as far as jumping from the sony train to the xbox boat different vehicles you know and but what it would do is it's gradually leaning toward the possibility of being a multi-console owner like it's bringing up the xbox to my level of expectations and preference Mm -hmm. and with that like they obviously they're they're heavily pushing halo infinite right now they did mention in an article that they now have 15 studios dedicated to developing games so the assumption is you'll be getting a lot of these games and as they said with the smart delivery um and that's why it's important to set up something like game pass if you have game pass all those games just carry over to your xbox series x and then with that you're you're getting all better versions of those games when you get the xbox series x so that's just another way of like almost like just getting that next iteration of what consoles will be and then that next iteration of what the games will be able to show with the with that next level performance um but with that a dub you think everybody's happy about this I hate Phil Spencer. He's weak. I hate American made. He's not even a good speaker. He thinks he's a man of the people. But he's really the man. Get off my stage. (laughs) Get off my plane. Troll of the week. 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 Troll of the week, 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 
PS5 killer dead in the water. East Coast killer. West Coast killer. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you can probably tell, today's trolls are coming sideways at the Xbox Series X. As we've gotten more concrete specs reported, we've gotten some features revealed. It's still not enough for some people. First first to move is the first to lose. <laughs> mm, he who smelt it dealt it. First troll says, you mean I can instantly swap between Solitaire and Minesweeper with zero loading? Awesome. Yeah. Trying to suggest that the Xbox Series X is just a big-ass PC with nothing to offer. I'd play that. I'd play that Minesweeper right now. I would play the hell out of Minesweeper. Why has Minesweeper not been revolutionized for the modern day? <laughs> Like there could be like like battle minesweeper or like something like extreme minesweeper where like as you reveal tiles it reveals characters and and loot. <laughs> like when is when are we gonna get the looter sweeper? That'd be the shit. That would be. Next show asks, but will it have good games? Mm-hmm. The age old question is old as time. Next show says, Tell me again why I would buy a PlayStation. Short, pretentious, linear games with no replay value. Lol. Pretentious. Pretentious. <laughs> Sony, like, mastering the cinematic style of games and presentation, trying to give you better writing, better characters, better performance, make you care, make you feel things while you play the game. Nah, it's pretentious. Uh, single player is RIP, and yet a short game. First of all, a short game being like an 18 hour experience yeah that's right that's comfortably there between 18 and 24 hours short experience short so i i know i know a dude online he played like the division two for 13 hours thought he figured out the whole game yeah it's like dude you you can't even craft (laughs) you don't even know what that secret mind is about Mm. next troll says meanwhile on the ps5 i can see your hands are getting sweaty during this part Want to buy some microtransactions to help you along? <laughs> Poking fun at the news about the Sony AI patent that sees when you're stuck in a part or you're having a bad time and gives you a hint for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just ask your boys. Yeah. Or you could just go online to a wiki like you already do. You could just go on YouTube. <laughs> or you could just get good. <laughs> <laughs> Next troll says, balls in your court, Sony. Give me a reason to even think about purchasing a PS5. I'm waiting. Sorry, going back to that last topic. Funny thing is, like, nobody complained when Stadia came out with that feature where somebody could just hop into your game and play a part for you. Yeah. But if the game does it for you. Yeah. For a fee. (laughs) For a fee, yeah. (laughs) Then there's a problem. No, people, I should be able to get help for free. Yeah. (laughs) I shouldn't have to pay for anything that you're offering me. It's not predatory. Next show says, PS5, day one. Yeah. (laughs) In an Xbox thread about Xbox facts. Not knowing anything about the PS5. Exactly. (laughs) Day one. Till I die. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. We'll We'll see. see. The balls in Sony's court. (laughs) (laughs) Next show says, everybody watering at the mouth for Series X. Then Microsoft be like eight ninety nine. You know, honestly, if they did say eight ninety nine, I'd be thinking to myself, I think I need to get a Series X. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what else is in there? The Series X already looks like a power PC. Exactly. <laughs> if they're charging that much, it must be doing something worth the price. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's be realistic here: eighty percent of the games are going to be multi platform anyway. 
You're talking 120 frames, ray tracing, mm-hmm. volumetric lighting. <laughs> <laughs> Next troll says, last troll says, gamer, can I get one of the new galaxies or iPhones for $1,000 that I'm going to be replacing in two to three years? Same gamer. If a console that I'm going to keep for seven plus years is over $500, is DOA. <laughs> Me. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my dude right there. <laughs> I mean, he brings up a very important economic display, man. It's like people have no problem buying these phones. Like you, It's not so much the act of buying a phone, a phone for a thousand dollars is that some people do that every few years i mean i'm about to get another one once they show off that 12 people are debating spending three dollars on on division two. on the division two yeah <laughs> the a game that was worth 120 dollars <laughs> <laughs> um no, it, it might get marked down yeah. it might be free it might be free one day i swear to god it's three dollars <laughs> now yeah <laughs> Stop being a cheap gamer. Yeah, but that is gamers in a nutshell. Like as I, I think I had mentioned that before with like the Switch, where I would look at it, and it's like I pretty much spent like that much money on a pair of shoes, yep. and I'm debating buying a Switch that's going to open up my life to so many more games, yep. so many more opportunities, so many chances to bond with your loved ones yeah. and your friends, <laughs> so many chances to introduce your son to the wonderful world of gaming. In a controlled, lighthearted environment. So many places to play video games. I could play on a bus. <laughs> I could play in a tree. Yeah. <laughs> I could play on a log. I could, yeah. <laughs> I could play in a cabin. I could play in a boat. Yeah, I could play on a moat. <laughs> I could play when I float. I could, I could Dr. Seuss it. Exactly. <laughs> Why has Nintendo not done like Dr. Seuss-style marketing yeah. for the Switch? <laughs> just while you're eating green eggs and ham playing, yeah. playing a switch yeah i would not like it yeah well yeah that that last show does bring up a very a very good example of what's going on in the mind i mean too often we look at the prices of consoles we tell them how much they can or cannot charge yet at the same token we have our list of demands of the various hardware features and quality of life improvements that they must have and offer to us at a bargain bin price even if it costs them money because we know that the common practice within the hardware industry is that you sell at a loss you get it in as many homes as possible you uh, price it attractively and then you make the money back on the games the long term the comeback we got to let go of that, man. We got to grow and we got to change with the industry. If we want the best that they can possibly offer us, then we have to be willing to pay the price of admission. You know, you got to be this tall to ride this ride. If you don't measure up, you get to sit on the sidelines, wait till it costs less, but then you don't get to be a part of the discussion. You don't get to find that new new before anybody knew what it was. You don't get to be in on the ground floor. And that's okay. These are choices that we make, but you know, it's neither good nor bad. However, they choose to price it, except that they price it too low and it costs them dearly or we just don't get the necessary hardware for developers to truly spread their wings and fly away. You know, you take it as it comes, but just be ready to buy that ticket. Otherwise, just get out of line. Troll 
week. Travel of the week. I went to 240 frames per second. When's 12K coming? 16K is right around the corner. These consoles better be able to handle it or they're dead in the water. Yeah, I do remember that, like, when the PS4 and the Xbox One, like, came out. And it seemed like within, like, months, people were already talking about, like, these consoles feel dated. <laughs> <laughs> they're already maxed out. <laughs> getting like the most beautiful games on the console right now. yeah like around, <laughs> around the time like bloodborne and infamous second son came out i was like ah, oh, they're they're already showing their age <laughs> and then we mess around we get god of war and then we mess around we get red dead 2 with two discs and then we mess around we get games like the last of us 2 coming down the pipeline got ghost of tsushima on the way halo infinite's gonna be cross-gen with xbox one x and xbox series x well xbox one family of consoles but you know what we keep <laughs> we always think that we've seen it all and it turns out that we haven't seen anything at all so we just need to keep moving keep our expectations low but also get ready for these consoles to just really open up and show us what they're worth i mean we're about to get new boxes that are significantly more powerful than the ones we already have while the ones we already have haven't even shown us everything that they're capable of we got some of the best games ever made slated for release this year before we before we stand at the dock waving the handkerchiefs goodbye at the cruise ship departing on the next generation what are the odds that grand theft auto 5 is still killing it on the next gen <laughs> it depends if it's supported on next gen if it if it makes the jump and they give just a huge title update or even if they make like the graphics and the animations better it could endure like a, a part of me like wonders like I'm assuming that they have Grand Theft Auto plans for next gen. And so do they hit a point where it's like, well, we got to stock Grand Theft Auto 5 for the next gen uh, before we put out an online for Grand Theft Auto 6. Well, in some minor news about Rockstar, they did make an update. Yeah. They updated their logo. Yeah. But that usually means something's brewing. Whenever, whenever the leopard changes its spots, that usually means there's some new tactics coming down from the higher ups i mean we know dan hauser left the company it should be leaving this month i believe or next month you know very big departure but at the same token they're about due for some big news or some kind of announcement so we'll see how 2020 shapes up for them yes and with that let's get into the next topic of the week top topic of the week what you got on that PS Plus news, Ada? Oh, I got something on that PS Plus news because I'm going to tell you what the games are. So, PS Plus for March, big announcement. You can go to PlayStation Blog, check it out for yourself. But we're getting Shadow of the Colossus Uh-oh. and Sonic Forces. Ruh-roh. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that's to like coincide with the release and subsequent success of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I'm glad it overcame the criticism <laughs> of human teeth sonic mm -hmm. and jim carrey you know doing his jim carrey thing also helping to carry that movie to success that dr robotnik yes so congrats there shadow of the colossus though that's something a dub's pretty interested in because i think i beat 15 of the 16 and didn't bother to go back to finish it you're gonna get shadows of the colossus on that ps pro a dub exactly that's gonna be something you're gonna see like 
the hairs of the legs of the beasts, like as you're grabbing on them individually. <laughs> Gonna see those God rays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna see Todd Howard in the stone. Yeah, it's been. I mean, forever since I played the original. So that's definitely one of those ones where it's like, damn, like I just have that now. <laughs> they just reliving. they just gave that to me. And much to people's chagrin online, I believe they preserve the original controls of the game. So it should be easy to drop back in, get that feel all over. You can do that stumble forward. That stumble forward. <laughs> that stamina meter while I'm holding the fur. Why can't I always just hold on it? That fall and that grab mid-fall. <laughs> that, that jumping off the flying one so you can get to the part further back. Oh, yeah, that was the shit. I can't wait. Um, oh, man. I can't wait to land in that big like lake. And then see that just giant rooster tail <laughs> coming after me when that when that swimming monster <laughs> notices I'm in there. Yeah, this is like two back to back amazing months of just like heavy hitters when it comes to games that like if you might have missed them at that time, now's a good time to hop in between uh, Shadows of the Colossus and then previous month being Bioshock uh, collections. Yes, and I made sure I downloaded that oh, before yeah. the month came out. Oh no, I forgot entirely about. Uh, diablo season 19 <laughs> well it's just that all the equipment that i got from the previous season was sitting in my mailbox i think it's been over 30 days Uh-oh. yeah i'll get on there i'll check it out it's been at least two pay periods hop on there check it out end up hopping in there for five hours <laughs> <laughs> start start on season 20 <laughs> running a monk yeah um speaking of those uh beautiful rpgs that we love a dub um we, we watch a little bit of gameplay footage Coming from La- Lavarian, that Larian, <laughs> that Lavar Burton, that Lavar Burton, <laughs> the Lavar Ball. Um, oh, yeah. from Larian, the yeah. creators of Divinity: Original Sin One and Two. Yes, they uh, had some gameplay footage of Baldur's Gate Three. Yes. What'd you think, Ada? Well, first of all, the opening cinematic was the stuff of the most sordid and darkest dreams, with the the mind flay in his his fucking Kraken ship. <laughs> with the giant tentacles grabbing buildings and crushing them he's like doing warp jumps in the atmosphere (laughs) it's it's unbelievable i mean it it looks just like what you would expect from larian except it's not divinity this time it's Baldur's gate uh the combat is no longer the real-time version where you can pause in between and make more pinpoint accurate decisions instead it is that larian style tactical turn base so based on what i've seen and knowing that information on its own is enough for me to be day one on Baldur's gate three with ease the visuals look outstanding there's it's it there are just so many aesthetics and nods to to dungeons and dragons in there especially when it comes to the skill checks and the initiative roles they they have an an icon that's a that's a 20-sided die now. You get your dice rolls going. Get that critical. You get those criticals. You get the critical failures as well. I think they got the flub rule in there, so you got to watch out if you roll a one. Yeah. Um, visually, like some of the things like I saw, that which were, I guess, like next steps for them when it came to presentation, um, just uh, certain things like they got off a critical attack and it went into like a kill animation where you see the enemy on fire just writhing uh, in a close-up cam. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh and the, then, yeah, those that can the 
what is it, the panning camera or the dolly camera where it's just sliding to the side yeah. <laughs> as you draw that bow back. <laughs> that cinematic mode. And then um, even when it came to the point where it's, um, I guess, a dialogue time in the game, like it's you're getting a zoomed-in, close-up pers- perspective of the character as opposed to uh, that zoomed-out um, camera angle that you got with Divinity. So it's, um, once again, it's bringing in a little more like presentation uh, visually, uh to give it like i guess a better cinematic feel as opposed to the uh previous divinity game so it seems you can see the evolution of that company now at the same token i saw something that was a little bit of a step back from divinity because we all those all of us who have played it know that divinity everything in that game is voice acted every line of dialogue is recorded in Baldur's gate 3 i don't know if they're going to change that maybe it was an early build but when you were making your decisions, there was no dialogue accompanying it. In fact, the decisions were even phrased as like past tense, as if you're choosing options of telling a story. Like, it's, oh, I, I replied by remaining silent or I, I was just looking at his neck and I was going to feed. Like yeah, you, you're literally the narrator. So it takes out like that idea of like in a lot of these games where it's the silent protagonist, they just now just moved them completely to a narrator. Uh, there were parts. And that's the where, same token. Like your your characters do have dialogue. It's just not to the extent of divinity. Yeah, and there were there were points where you do hear your character. I guess not necessarily talking, but um, I guess thinking because he was it looked like he was daydreaming, or at least he was just laying on the ground, and you were choosing thought dialogues, and then the way like his reaction to those thoughts played out in his head and so you're hearing his voice in those points of the of the game and then he had an intelligence check in his own mind (laughs) (laughs) and it was successful and he got some points (laughs) (laughs) you just think yourself to a higher level that's awesome yeah i love the uh them leaning into that dungeons and dragon feel like it's kind of like they know that they have a certain community and why not just give them more of what they love and what they're trying to get out of a gaming experience as close to that Dungeons and Dragons feel without having to be there live. Having played a few D&D sessions with some coworkers, it was very refreshing to see all of that going down in the game because I'm watching this game play and it's like, oh, that's just like what we were doing. Oh, that's it. Yep. There's a skill check. Ah, critical. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it just it it gave substance and structure to the things that I experienced in those sessions because that's pen and paper. It's a lot of your own imagination, and the beauty of the video game is that it can give you your imagination visually on the screen. It's, oh, yeah. It lets you do less and lets you enjoy more. Yeah, I mean, seeing this game immediately was like okay, like. I'm going to have to hop on this shit when it comes mm-hmm. out because um, mm-hmm. it seems like it's just that next evolution from where they went with uh, original sin Two, especially being how they really started to use platforming in that game. And this one, it seems like they really stacked it up and even gave characters abilities to then you like take advantage of it where there is, I think uh, one of the characters had like light as a feather cast that on himself and it was able to like just jump off the side of a building mm-hmm. <laughs> and land safely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this Baldur's Gate 3 looks like it embraces verticality of its world design a great deal, even to the extent that the developers improved upon your ability to be able to move objects by letting you stack them into makeshift staircases so that you can reach higher higher points. Uh, the characters also have jump abilities that allow them to 
you know, leap a set distance or leap leap up distances that might not be normally traversable that are out of reach. And a pretty cool mechanic that I haven't seen in uh, these type of games is the ability to, to turn on uh, turn base even within just just actions of the world. So the like, turn base outside of combat. Yeah, and so like <laughs> you see the enemies patrolling. You can go into actual turn-based mode and then sneak your way in through turn-based actions as opposed to moving in in real time. Yeah, I think each turn gives you six seconds, mm-hmm. just like in D and D. Yeah, a, a feature that I saw that I made you run back. So you, I I needed you to see it. I needed your feedback. Was uh, there was just a little bit of fire near the character and he was like all right just let me dip my long bow in the fire and now i got a fire long i got a fire bow damn (laughs) it's little things like that where the environment becomes more of a gameplay mechanic rather than just static visual just a static visual just a static hazard that you can't walk through larian's real good about integrating every single aspect of their worlds and of their gameplay into each other, into a, a just tight, cohesive experience. My walls have stats. Yes. <laughs> and I'm very excited to see like what the different armor and items are going to look like, you know, what kind of, what kind of stuff you're going to have at your disposal. I'm, I'm trying to see more spells. I mean, the visual flair of this game is through the roof. It made me just want to go get divinity Two, even though I haven't finished part one yet got jealous of the amc gotta step back in it oh yes and original sin 2 is always on flash sale which is pretty nice always Uh, always um oh yeah so with that do you have anything else uh i have some questions if we want to close out with that are you trying to get to know your boy a little more today Uh, i want the audience to know your boy well in case you missed it platinum games released a teaser for a new game that they're working on entitled project gg uh what you see is a catastrophe in a city i believe a giant monster is just toppling buildings left and right there's a cat that's about to get crushed by the remains of a building and then a shadowy figure darts out of nowhere activates something and begins to increase in size tremendously and he saves the creature from the building and gets ready to fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it looks remarkably similar in style in tone in in proportion to a very well beloved japanese character ultraman (laughs) what yes looks like it but you couldn't see what it was through the mist you just saw the glowing eyes and the the huge stature of the character he struck a pose you know hey it might be beautiful joe it might be some wonderful 101 too <laughs> might be all my wonderful 101 too <laughs> i don't know but yeah we're very excited and platinum games when asked about it people were asking for like a release window when can we expect this to come down the pipeline they said they couldn't reveal that information because it might give away too much Put a pin in that. A dub scouring the internet looking for stories. I come across a little interesting bit of information. Doing some data mining. Doing some data mining. (laughs) Doing some social media browsing. Looking at the thirst traps. (laughs) Got some Marvel news. Turns out Marvel Comics is going to be bringing your boy Ultraman back. What? Yeah. Ultraman's getting a Marvel comic. Mm. So... 
We got a teaser for a game that looks remarkably similar to our beloved giant man. And now we got a comic book coming out. I'm guessing that if you aren't going to tell somebody what your release window is, it's probably because it coincides with a similar event. What if they did a crossover and they made Plus Ultraman? What if every comic that came out had a DLC code? <laughs> gave you gave you the mission from the comic book? That'd be shit. You play it. What if, man, what if there was a crossover like that? Like, that's how episodic content was released. You read it in the comic and then you play it in the game. <laughs> it's in the game. So you could go into the game not knowing what's going to happen or you could read the comic know everything that's going to happen and like maybe there are things in the comic that's like what about that oh what if he said that and then you get options and you can go in different directions yeah that'd be a shit mm-hmm. um, um c you gonna ask me a question yes i got some questions um let me know if i asked you any of these questions because i forgot to delete some of them a dub What's your favorite franchise in gaming? Franchise? Franchise. Franchise. That, that Stevie franchise. Damn, that's tough. This wouldn't have been tough several years ago, but it's tough now. It's kind of a two-way tie between Infamous, the most recent of the new franchises, original superhero IP. Uh, as I watch My Hero Academia, it makes me crave more Infamous or perhaps a better My Hero Academia game. And the original favorite franchise, the one that still holds my heart in a death grip, Armored Core. Mm. Yes. Giant mech action. That's all I'm about. From Software did it the best. They haven't done it since Armored Core 5 Verdict Day on uh, on PS3, which I, tech- which I still haven't played. I think I still have it in the plastic, or I might have busted it just to fire it up and see what it is. But yeah, I need to get back to that. Hopefully, PS5 is backward compatible so I can just put my disc in and um, don't even need a new Armor Core. Already got it. <laughs> but yeah, Armor Core was like I played I played the original back on the first PlayStation and it, it just felt right. It was doing everything that needed to be done. It was one of those games where it came along at the exact right moment in my evolution as a gamer i understood what it was doing enough to be successful make it to the end complete the game as well as probe the levels for secrets you know play all the missions being able to plan ahead and build the right mech for the right job figure out the arena take out all those combatants get the money get the parts it it was awesome man you can build whatever mech you want you can you pick different arms legs torsos heads you you pick the the targeting systems the radiators the generator you you tune it up i mean you balance it <laughs> armor core was out of this world if you had the right kind of build you could like hover almost indefinitely armor core 5 made it more realistic you're bouncing between buildings you're getting a little short bursts of the dash oh man it's i highly advise anyone who's into giant robots if you're into gundam if you're into robotech or whatever these other ones are do yourself a favor try out armored core it's it's the game that made me feel like from software deserves more attention and recognition than they're getting but it wasn't until demon souls when people started giving it to them 
Armor Core 6, I think that's the one that's going to bring everybody over to the truth that they should have known this whole time. Well, what about you, AMC? Damn, I really had to think about it because I was just running through a bunch of games in my head. and Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I know because there's so many. And I know like over time, it's definitely evolved because my immediate reaction would have been Final Fantasy. But I really had to consider it. And there's there's definitely, as of late, I haven't really been into it. It really, I would have... If I were being honest with myself, I'd say it probably stopped around nine for me, and then after that's been somewhat of a steady decline. I actually I like twelve. Yeah, I like twelve, but it's not one that I would ever consider going back to. And then ten, I think ten was basically where I started to dislike the main characters. <laughs> and then yeah, my from, van from, from, and from, trying to teach you how to laugh. Yeah, from there it just kind of. You know, it just it kind of went downhill for me. I like I like twelve, as I said, but then you didn't like you didn't like Waka with the blitz ball. You know, with the blitz ball, you didn't like playing as the Xanarkin Abe's. He's like my Hawaiian homie. Um, yeah, he was. You didn't great. like playing playing against the B Side Arhawks. I like. Uh, <laughs> and then what was it? The last one, like fifteen. It was fifteen, right? Fifteen was cool, but like. Yeah, the ending is what it lost me. <laughs> like, like I, the game ended. When, you, when you've destroyed all the sin? <laughs> yeah, like, basically when the game was over in 15, I was definitely like, I don't I have no idea what the hell just happened. Oh, and I didn't really care at that point. Um, and so I would say, like, Final Fantasy would have been my, like, my number one. But really when I think about it, it's Final Fantasy 7, 6, 10. Those are my games. And then after that, I'm kind of like, whatever with that franchise. Um, but I'm always excited whenever they put something out. And I'm damn excited for this remake. But this is basically basically an extension of Final Fantasy VII. So with that, I really had to think about it. And if I were really just put it down game for game, beat for beat, line for line, verse for verse, track for track, mm. thought for thought. Um, the game, the franchise, I'd say, like is just completely delivered every time I've hopped in and played one of their games would have to be the, it'd be an easy one. Um, mario brothers mm. yeah and when i think about super mario uh, it's like just from the first one to three to super mario world to um then playing like galaxy um odyssey and then odyssey with the switch uh and then new even new super mario brothers the one that everybody everybody tries to poo poo had fun with that game um yeah so i've just enjoyed and i'm just waiting for that wii u super mario brothers game to get a port so i can play that with the cats have my cats running around on the walls yes my kitty cat uh killer. <laughs> yeah killer killer the cat yeah so with that um i would easily have to say super mario brothers just game for game i've enjoyed them all um and yeah i'd have to say easily that franchise is always delivered for me even in their i guess lower points i've always enjoyed their games at least the critical lower points <laughs> I mean, it's a franchise that has always enjoyed absolute brilliant level design unbelievable charm character can reinvent itself with each entry and still give you a familiar experience i mean super mario rpg was like my game forever mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a homie gino i mean i still have the passing fond memory of super mario sunshine on gamecube with the water pack yes <laughs> shooting yourself up yes <laughs> i could leap a tall building in a single thrust yes um so yeah let's stop right there we're we're right at the hour mark so you got anything else ada before we get the fluck out of here the ball's in your court sony <laughs> Control issues. I am the AM. See? And this is A-Dub.
we are control issues. Thanks for playing. Suckers. Suckers.